brand new podcast is starting with me and Tom Segura, Two Bears, One Cave. Go subscribe right now. Uh, I think it's dropping first week of July. It's a good one. It's me and Tommy just fucking around and making each other giggle. And we just text each other's ideas back and forth throughout the week of what we want to talk about or what we want to do in future episodes. And uh, it is fucking fun. You're going to love it. You are going to love it. Two bears, one cave, first week of July. We're going to drop them, I think, every other week uh, so that we don't get tired of it and it doesn't feel like a job and it's always fun. I'm going to ride my bike to it. I'm going to drink there. We're going to have a fucking little bum bum. So two bears, one cave, subscribe to it. Now let's talk about my podcast. This week is a banger. I'm still in Australia. Tickets available for the July 27th show at the Met in Philly. Uh, there's still some tickets available, so pick them up. That is my one show in July, I think. Uh, I got a show tonight in Perth, two shows in Perth, as a matter of fact, and then three shows in Brisbane. I this this trip has been phenomenal for me. I've done it differently than I did Europe, and differently than I did the last trip in August in uh, in Australia, and I've taken some time off. I have been running 5k a day. I. Uh, I'm getting ready for Sober October. I'm still not the fattest I've ever been, but I'm still pretty fucking fat. Uh, I've been eating like crazy. I have been drinking beers, but I've been running every day uh, and feeling good, working on my breath holds. I'm obsessed with this podcast. It's not a podcast. It's a web. It's a YouTube channel called Sailing La Vagabond uh, with an E at the end of La Vagabond. It's about this couple who sails around the world and free dives for their dinner. And it's fucking amazing. I've maybe watched <laughs> fucking a hundred hours of it. As I end of the, at the end of my day, I get in bed and uh, I pour a glass of wine and I start watching it. And last night I went through a whole bottle of wine watching this fucking channel. I love it. I love it because I realized this today. I thought that was going to be my life. I thought... Dead seriously. When I was 18 years old, I didn't go to spring weekend, like the senior year or whatever, trip to the beach with all my friends. I didn't go. I uh, instead went sailing with my family through the British Virgin Islands. It was an amazing trip. On that trip, I sat on the back of the boat and fished every fucking day. We sailed. Sailing is such a different experience than anything I'd ever experienced in my first time sailing. And I decided this will be my life. I'm going to go to Florida State. I'm going to graduate in like three and a half years. And then I'm going to come down here. I'm going to buy a sailboat. I'm going to find a beautiful girl. And we are going to live on a sailboat. And I will spearfish for our dinner. I'll fish for our dinner. I'll work as the deckhand. I'll come by. I'll swim into the dock. I'll have cold beers at the at Foxy's. It was the bar that I got. My dad let me have a beer at. And uh, it was right by the customs, like the customs office. I was like, this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. I swear to God. I, mean, I took sailing classes at Florida State. I won the Florida State regatta. My, my daughters don't believe that. They also don't believe I was bit by a bat. But I believe that was going to be my life. I was so ready for that to be my life. I was like, I was like, either that or I'll go to Aspen and I'll, I'll snowboard and run a ski lift for a year. Then I'm going to come down to the beach and I'll either do fishing charters or I'll just do charter sailboat tours. And then what is that? What's that? What's that quote? God laughs at those who make plans. I don't, I'm sure that's not the quote. I just destroyed it. But 
Rolling Stone discovered me. I became the number one party animal in the country. And I decided I don't want to be a stand-up. Listen, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I have the most blessed life I could ever imagine having. I'm so fucking happy. I wish I was young again, but I mean, I'm so, I'm so happy. But you just think to yourself, like, God, whatever happened to that, those plans? Like, and now I'm watching this channel of, uh, of Riley and Elena are their names. And I'm watching him spearfish and he's holding his breath and going down to like 60 feet and shooting fucking hog head. Dude, I'm obsessed with spearfishing. I've been obsessed with spearfishing for well over a year now. I don't know if you remember me talking about Kimmy Swimmy, Kimmy Warner, who's down in Hawaii. She hit me up when I posted the video of my family and I swim uh, in the, in Fiji, wherever we, Bali, she hit me up. She's like, you ready to go spearfish? And I was like, not even close. I can only hold my breath for a minute 30. Valentine Thomas is another one of my favorites. How do I have favorite spearfishermen? I have favorite spearfishermen, but I've never gone spearfishing. I want to go spearfishing so fucking bad. That's why I'm working on my breath holds. But this channel, La Vagabond, is sailing La Vagabond is, is really great. It's really fun. <laughs> what's wrong with television you know i had a dream about television last night and i tried i went to travel channel and uh it was a weird fucking dream i'm not going to get into it anyway i love this channel check them out i'm going to try to hook up with them in august hopefully uh i think they're going to be up where i'm going to be um around that time or i'm going to find a way to find them it's a really cool channel check them out anyway what was i talking about does anyone remember are you just rambling bert yeah i'm rambling in this intro uh let's get to my sponsors and then we'll we'll then we'll pick up oh today's guest is sean Patton. sean Patton's a, a good friend of mine we've done a lot of stuff i'll talk more about this at the end intro outro uh, after the reads but um it's a great fucking podcast you're gonna fucking love it sean was just on something's burning with me and ari shafir by the way something's burning with bobby kelly and michelle wolf is up right now uh we've got a bunch of new ones coming up andrew schultz is on it uh sal volcano uh chris de stefano uh dave attell uh colin quinn um nick DePaulo, gilbert godfrey we got a bunch of great ones coming up but Sean was just on the one I did with Ari, and we had Jambalaya. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Hems, a wellness brand for men. I am a man, and I have a great head of hair. Why do I have a great head of hair? Because at 21 years old, my buddy Jeff Hartley said, I think you're losing your hair. He was standing above me in the lounge in my fraternity house. And I was like, huh? He goes, I think you're going bald. Do you know 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35? I was 21. And once you've noticed thinning hair, sometimes it can be too late. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. All I thought was, let's hold on to the hair I have right now. That's what my plan of attack was. So I jumped in front of that train, and I got on to hair loss medicine, the same stuff that Hims provides you. It's one-stop shopping for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions, Backed by science. Him was created by a guy just like myself because back in the day, I had to go to a doctor. Do you know how awkward it was going to a doctor, talking to a nurse? I'm losing my hair and then they feel like you're vain. Or, or having any any kind of symptom, it's so much easier to have a conversation online. For Hims connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours, completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions. Doctor is going to review it. 
They determine if it's right for you and can prescribe you the medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Get the hair loss treatment everyone's talking about, featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, Playboy, just to name a few. Order now and my listeners can get started with Hims Complete Hair Kit for $5 today, right now while supplies last, and obviously subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to forhims.com slash birdcast. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash birdcast. Forhims.com slash birdcast. Forhims. Don't be bald like Tom Segura. This podcast is also brought to you by Ring. You've heard about neighborhood watch groups, right? Neighbors looking out for each other, keeping the community safe. Well, get this. The neighborhood watch is now an app on your phone. You're probably going, Bert, how does that work? Well, the app is called Neighbors, and it's by Ring, the company behind the doorbell that I love more than anything. It is so great to be in Australia and hear bring and go up. Someone's, you know, the, the signature ring sound. And go, Someone's at my door. With Neighbors app, you receive real-time crime and safety alerts from your neighbors. It helps you stay informed on what's going on in your neighborhood, and it's completely free. You don't even have to have a Ring device. I love my Ring, and I love this app because you get to kind of find ways to protect yourself from crimes going on in your neighborhood. Not huge crimes, just people stealing boxes. People stealing boxes off front porches is, like, insane in my neighborhood, and after I saw enough of those, I was like, oh, you know what? I need a safe place to put my boxes. So I talked to my guy who delivers my mail. And that's part of crime. Part of crime is don't allow criminals a, a, a reason to be a criminal. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Anyways, the fact is this app is making it easier for my neighbors to work together and your neighbors to work together and keep our community safer. There's millions of people already using it. It's like the new neighborhood watch powered by the real people. So if you want to help make sure that you and your neighborhood are safe, download the free neighbors app today. Go to ring.com slash birdcast to download from iOS or Android app stores. That's ring.com slash BurtCast. Being serious, ring.com slash BurtCast. It is free. Make your neighborhood safer today with the Neighbors app by Ring. This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr. Fiverr is my new favorite website. I am always looking for someone who can do Photoshop. I post it on Twitter all the time. Hey, can you please take these two people out of this video? Obviously, Twitter goes wild with it, and they send me thousands of photoshops I didn't want and hopefully and I repost them I think they're hilarious I think I really really are hilarious um but hopefully I get the one I did want for the picture I do want to post and uh but I, I've always looked for that I look for a video editor and I found Fiverr and lost my mind because finding freelance talent for your business my business Finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming, frustrating, and simply expensive. You talk to someone in L.A., and they're like, yeah, uh, $3,000 a day. And you're like, holy crap, dude. What? How good do you make this? Well, on Fiverr, you can find people from anywhere from $5 to $2,000. You get to compare. You get to check out their levels, their user ratings, their levels, their buyer's feedback. It's simple to review, compare, and purchase the services you need from the sellers you trust. No transactions complete until you're 100% satisfied with the work you receive. Sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world, I'm telling you. I just went through and watched maybe... 
20 video editors reels, and these are legit editors. You search by the service, delivery time, price, reviews, and so much more. No surprises. You know exactly what you're paying for upfront, no negotiating needed, and no relationship. You just work with the guy, and it's done. It's like, it's like going in to get a massage. You get a massage and you walk out as opposed to getting a masseuse who's like, so every time you get a massage, it's going to be me, right? Take five and check out Fiverr. You're going to receive 10% off your first order by using my promo code BERTCAST. It is so easy. Literally, don't waste any more time. Get the services you deserve by going to Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Code BERTCAST. That's Fiverr.com. Code BERTCAST. You're going to love it. Trust me. Thank you to all my sponsors and thank you to my listeners who uh, put up with these long-winded reads. I tried to keep them tight. I've gotten better, I'd say, but they help fund the podcast, which pays for Halston, who does a ton of fucking editing for me. Thank you, Halston. As you get these horrible phone-read intros from a hotel room in Australia, thank you, Halston. Thank you. I'm very appreciative of you. <laughs> uh so yeah, check out Tom and Maya's new podcast, Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, tickets for the Met, July 27th. Tickets on sale for the Body Shots World Tour. Look, it's all about live comedy. I will give you as much free content as I can muster. Trust me, I am a busy man and I'm doing a lot of it for free. But it's just I want to keep you entertained and I hope that all I hope is that you come see me perform live. My new hour is getting so much better. This Australia trip has been fucking great for it because I hadn't performed it in a while and I kind of got a little loose on stage in Melbourne. Oh God, Melbourne was a fucking show. Holy shit. And uh, thank you to all the people that come out after the shows to party with me. We'll be doing that again tonight in Perth. And then we have a day off tomorrow in Perth. I think we're going to go see those uh, kawakas or whatever they're called. Kawakas, the animals that love cameras. I don't know. Ari texted it to me. Today's podcast is with Sean Patton, a person Ari introduced me to. I met Sean the first time in Montreal. We did a storytelling show together in a strip club. And I'm telling you when I, I'm not even joking, probably the most engaging person I've ever seen on stage in my life. Someone who gets on stage and you go, oh, this is what he was meant to do. He is a fucking performer and a brilliant comedian. I... Don't throw this around loosely when I lightly when I say maybe one of the best storytellers. When he tells a story, he has an ability to draw you in almost in like an old 1920s fucking like just it's just it really is like a snake oil salesman. You know how like they had that charm where they could, that's a bad example. That's a bad reference. But I'm thinking of Pete's track. <laughs> <coughs> he's just he's just fucking fascinating he really is and we've gone skiing together in utah we've partied a bunch together uh i absolutely love him and this is a great conversation we talk about comedy where comedy's going where we both think comedy's going we talk about social justice justice warriors and virtue signaling we talk a little bit about nanette um by the way, I think I saw her in a Target with Isla. I don't know. She gave me a hairy eyeball. And I was like, I don't know if I said anything bad about her. Her name's not Nanette. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's a great podcast. You're going to absolutely love it. Check out Two Bears, One Cave. Check out Sean and Ari on Something's Burning. And right now, listen to me and Sean Patton on the Burtcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today's Burtcast, Sean Patton. 
This is the Looks good, doesn't it? Looks great. How about the is the part where Ari threw his ash tampon at us? Uh, Still, yeah. No, I just saw his ass tampon in the sand. I wanted him to edit it out. I was like, no, you don't get to reward bad behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucking you, asshole. You get to actually force the viewer to watch bad behavior. That was the first one we did. What do you mean? It was the very first episode we did. No, no, that was the third episode we did that day. Mm. That day, yeah. Damn, was, that John Malaya was, was fucking awesome. It was very good. I thought, I thought for a moment you had forgotten that you'd been doing this for years. I was like, I wait, Bert, that's, I thought we'd been doing, I thought you'd no, been dude, doing I'm this. Dude, at, I'm at that place in my brain. My brain is fried these days. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, if you started a story, yeah. I could tell you a story very quickly that was very similar to your story that happened to me. I cannot do that anymore. Do you think, wait, really? Like, is it age? I think it's age. I think my brain has just gotten to a place where it's like, it's like tapped out a tad bit. Do you do you find this because this is something that worries me, but it doesn't at the same time, where you can't recall certain words. Oh, so you're my forced God. to just describe, and sometimes that gets a better reaction of what you were trying to accomplish. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think my no. brain's failing in a very more much more comedic way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's falling apart in more comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like I like yesterday, I could not think of the word uh, contribute. I just couldn't. I was trying to. I was. I was like, man, that's you're really gonna. You know, it's like you're gonna add not necessarily physical, but <laughs> ideas and structural. You're gonna add to the whole contribute. But like, I went off on this whole fucking rant about the definition of the word contribute and its different uses, without realizing what the word was. And that mm. happens to me twice a day. Should I, I be just, worried? <laughs> I was. I was. I was trying to explain twice. Someone has said to me. I, like I, I, this is where my brain goes. I go those moments where you, your friend, it, like pra- practical jokes that are are in the moment, right? Where your friend is set up, and like I, I knew the thing, I knew that I was trying to say, but I didn't know what I'm trying to say. And then I was, and then finally it came to me today, and I was like, God damn it, where was that yesterday? <laughs> not, not, I do it not. to my daughters all the time. Where I go, they're walking to school, and I go, Hey, Isla, mom says call her if your diarrhea gets worse, and my daughter just shuts down. <laughs> and it's everyone, people like... Everyone looks at her. Isla? Dude, we used to do that. We used to do that in high school. Whenever anyone got in the pool, yeah. the first thing you do at spring break, get on the balcony. You go, Kaiser! Matt Kaiser's in the pool. He's like... <laughs> and he doesn't know anyone in the pool, so he sees his buddy. He's like, what's up, buddy? Yeah. And you're like, uh, your mom says your butt rash medicine is going to interact with the chlorine. And then immediately he's just humiliated, and you're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude, wait, you took your gonorrhea anti-vaccine? Uh, anti-vaccine. Yeah. Wait, wait, what would an anti-vaccine do? Just be a shot of actual gonorrhea? It'd be a little, they give you a little bit of gonorrhea. They give oh, I think li- they give gonorrhea to a horse and then give it to you. They just give a, te- that- a, a teeny bit so you just become immune to gonorrhea? If you went to the doctor right now and they said five diseases we could cure you of, you never have to worry about. Oh, buddy, got that knocked out right now. Uh, scurvy? Mm-hmm. Lung cancer specifically. Lung cancer, specifically. Okay. Uh, part of me wants to say AIDS, but then part of me feels like we got AIDS under control. 
No, you're not. The AIDS isn't as bad as they used to be. Right. So I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna track AIDS. What I say? By the way, by the way, isolate that audio right. and hashtag it with white privilege. <laughs> AIDS isn't as bad as it used to be. Yeah. This is just- says the guy who's never had to deal with anything. Real right. In right. His life. Right. Who? Um, what? Wait. Wait. What? I only got two. What, Scurvy. Uh, lung, lung cancer. cancer. Uh, Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. That freaks me out because that's because yeah. that's in my family. I that's my grandmother had Alzheimer's. I think it's. I think my brain is just from uh, weed and uh, stress and stress yeah, and, and, and being too busy. Wait, wait, can I? You want to hear something fucked wait, up? What's your last disease? Oh wait, no, that's only there's Alzheimer's and uh, what's one that they? Oh, Ebola. No, I'll take Ebola. You take Ebola? Yeah, I take. I'm going pancreatic cancer. Oh, pancreatic cancer. I'm going pancreatic cancer, Alzheimer's, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, Lou uh, Gehrig's disease. Um. See, like right now, my brain's failing. My brain just had this word in its head. Doesn't and, it's, and my brain just goes, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, man. Whatever that you. disease is called. I don't know. <laughs> Forgetfulness. Um, uh, Parkinson's. Is that what Michael J. Fox got? Isn't Parkinson's and Lou Gehrig's the same? No. No. Lou Gehrig is your body shuts down and your brain works perfectly. And then Parkinson's is you just kind of have a. A stroke. A stroke. I don't want a stroke. Yeah, I definitely don't want a stroke. But, that, but I can, I can kind of cure that. I just need to lose weight. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember some fucking ding dong comic back when I like early when I first started had a whole joke about how how much how many calories you much want someone with you never see someone with Parkinson's who's fat because that yeah. constant shaking is just burning calories. I love that. <clears throat> One of my favorite things is <laughs> that comics. ding dong was me. By the way, <laughs> wait, was that your joke? <laughs> It was so fucking terrible. Oh, that is that is. It was like nine months into comedy. I was like, "Oh, I got a hot one," and I, I had like, a oh, lot that's of a those. Terrible one. Where you yeah. where you finagle your your premise into you you shoehorn your premise into a joke you got. Oh god. Oh. I also remember like the fir- that was one of the first times you realized like, oh man, sometimes people feel differently about things that I make fun of. Hmm. There's yeah. There's nothing worse than like being completely on the outside of someone's real issue. I, it's the whole thing oh, yeah. with the word uh the word retard, and like yeah. and like making fun of someone with Down syndrome. Oh yeah. I had a joke when I was early about this guy. This is back when I thought. This is back when I thought the angle was. This is so early in my career. The angle was make a story up. Okay. That you could just be a tall tale purveyor and that people would buy it. And by the way, they do. I right. mean, there's people create entire characters, uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm not, not shit on Larry the Cable Guy, but that is a full blown character. character. Right, yeah, it's right, a character. Right. He says it. He admits yeah. it. What but, if, what if real quick, what if that was the, the, the route that stand up comedy just took? Like the idea of just being yourself on stage, it like flipped. It was like, oh, that guy's just himself on stage. Well, you know, he's. I think it's going that way a little but bit. But if it was like, but if we guys. were all characters, like if you were Bert the Bert the Burner, or here's, like, here's the next way. Uh, here's where the next. Here's where comedy's going, yeah. in my opinion. It's going in the direction of what draws your eyes to the internet. Yeah. So like everyone, everyone draws. Obviously, Theo Vaughn just had Riff Raff on his podcast. And they draw comparisons to right. those two guys. Riff Raff is, do you know who Riff Raff I'm is? I'm trying to think, but no. <clears throat> they look alike. They sound alike. They they look like they could be, no, I'm, I'm not even joking. They look related. Him and Theo? A hundred percent. They both talk in like slow Is he from Louisiana? I, I, or the South? To be dead honest with you, I don't, I think Riff Raff is make-believe. Oh, that dude. Yeah, I don't think he's 
real, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a that's definitely not a real human. It's not. It's like I mean, I'm sure there was a. He's lost in whatever his character is, and now he. Be, I, I, I'm not shitting on him. I've watched a lot of videos of Riff Raff, and I'm really intrigued by the guy. I just, to me, it's like if you're a character, do if you talk to yourself when you're alone in character, then I believe you. See, when you hang out with Larry the Cable Guy, yeah, you go, "Hey, man," and it's just Dan. Just he's Dan, just talking right. to you like a regular yeah, person. Yeah. And it's and but when he goes on stage, you know, and there are guys that like there were guys like I mean I'm not gonna say names, but guys I know of, like from Boston who the second they get on stage they sound a little more Boston. Sure. And like sure. and I and I guess you I do that sure. probably. I know there's black guys that do it. Like I got a I got a good friend, a black guy who uh, the second a camera goes on, yeah. man, he is like, yeah. Yo, yo, what up, my own shit? Oh, yo, wouldn't you? But then you talk to him, and he's just like a yeah. regular person. There's variations of that. But I think where this business is going is whatever draws your eyes to to that thumbnail. Right, so right, right. I, I'm certain in the near sh- future, there will be a comedian who goes up on stage with face tats and a wild haircut. Yeah. to to Because you go, whoa, 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 what's that? Because it looks different. Right, I right. think that's, I think we're getting to, we're, I was talking to this the other day with Tommy. We're getting to a, they used to think called a buzz clip on MTV. A buzz, buzz, dude. Buzz clips Absolutely. were just something that just like yeah. grabs your attention. And when I was on television, uh, this was forever ago, there was a very quick way to get into the promo for that night's show. Sure. All you had to do was stand up and scream or or just jump up in the air or rip your shirt. It would, and then if right. you did that, then guaranteed you were getting in the promo for that night. If you were just a regular person, yeah. like say like a, like a Todd Berry or a Colin Quinn, if yeah. you just sat and talked, you weren't going to make it in the promo for that night promoting the show. Damn, now I'm, I'm thinking about, should I break that bottle of Jameson over my head? Well, no, but I, <laughs> yeah. we've been doing this as a joke and Tom and I just did this. Tom and I are starting a podcast in the beginning of July and another one yeah well, yeah yeah two bears one cave okay that's, yeah that's, we've, we've talked about doing it forever and then yeah. and um i'd wanted to do one I'd, i wanted to do another one i'd wanted to do a second podcast with like a co-host where i didn't feel like i it, well, i didn't have to do all the right all right. the booking all the everything yeah right right, and, right and tom just was like hey man we should do a podcast together and just me and you fuck around for an hour and so we're gonna do it bi-monthly but i'm well aware that like what draws my eye on Instagram right. are short, outrageous statements. Short out, like in the, like a, like white people suck, or you know, See, what we could just we could just straight, take, straight we could, pride. We could just take that, yeah. and go this week on the Burp Cast, and you just go white people suck. Yeah. It'll get two hundred thousand downloads, right? right. Like people, two hundred thousand people will hit it on, and they'll be like, whoa, whoa, the yeah. comments will light up because the comments light up. It hits the algorithm. It gets then promoted on the front page of Jeez, comedy. Yeah, and Di- so D- diamonds ain't forever. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, few no, of those. That, <laughs> we did it with Jeremiah Watkins, <laughs> yeah. and we did a video of like. Like so, we how was when when you were in high school? Did you have fun? And I was like, you know, actually, we killed a horse, and you cut right there, yeah. and everyone's like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. And so it's a cheap way of being entertaining. Yeah. But it's but it works. I mean, it's like and and then there are guys that I think were naturally doing it. Yeah. Like Delia, someone who naturally could or Segura could naturally say something crazy outrageous, yeah. and it would lead you to real entertainment. And then and but I think the future is going to be. Just, um, just kids that don't know grandiose statements, and then Grand- like, well, I said the thing that was the entertainment. Yeah. I fuck horses, you know. I'm- I fuck horses <laughs> yeah. while eating horse. I eat a horse. I fuck a horse, and then 
let's hear about that. And you're like, oh no, I just said it though. That's it's yeah. it. That was the entertaining part. It's, was the meme. It's we're 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 replicating. Still like to call them memes. We're what's a meme? A meme. A meme. I love nothing more than mispronouncing. You know, like go to a, like ordering quinoa and watching people just be like, uh, and you're like quinoa. You're like, no, I don't really like quinoa, but quinoa. That stuff is good. Quesadillas? Quesadillas? <laughs> Quesadilla? Um, I did that to Jesus Trejo. I was like, he was pronouncing it uh, tortillas. And I go, hey, man, can you not put the extra spin on it at the end? Like, just say it the way I say it. I like, love we get yeah. it. And then he goes, he goes, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> well, then say it wrong. Yeah. I was like, what? And he was like, it is called a tortilla. Tortilla. It's not called a tortilla. It's, just, it's tortilla. Like, tortilla. That's how we say it. I think it's, you know, like, but you know the fucking dude, you know, who like, who will in that, just be talking to you like, yeah, man, so uh, are you hungry? Hey, by the way, uh, can we get a round of tortilla? And you're like, what are you doing? Or or when you're in Mexico and the guy's like, yeah. how about uh, you guys want to get, can we get some cerveza? And you're like, <laughs> just say fucking beer. Like, yeah. I, I hate the, I feel like, but by the way, I'm an, I'm, I'm full of shit because I probably am that guy that goes, we'll get some cervezas, por favor, gracias, uh, de nada. Like, I'm the guy that... In Mexico? or you, no. no. See, I'm very cognizant of it, so, like, I won't, maybe probably problematically, I won't speak Spanish in Mexico yeah. to a, a person of Spanish descent because I feel like I am pandering. I feel like I am uh, doing yeah. what they say, you know... White privilege. You're showing off. You're showing off. Look, I can. I've learned. I've learned. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, días. I would do that to a group of black guys. What's up, homeboys? (laughs) I mean, if you said it like that. Hello, homeboys. Hey, homeboys. Shall we be puff, puff, giving a a jay-zizzy? Hey, does anyone have their strap on them? (laughs) Hello, guys. You'd be like, this guy's too white privileged. Yeah. That does sound like too white privilege. I'm, dude, I'm so white privilege. I have so much white privilege. And I know, like, there, I have friends that go, there's no such thing as white privilege. Like, friends of mine. Yeah, that's friends. crazy. I go, of course there is. Yeah, there certainly is. Like, you, like, go sit in a first class on a plane. Yeah. Sit in a first class. There's never a person of color in first class. There's white men, almost exclusively white men. Listen. Also, older. Like, not, I feel like it's a lot of, you walk, when you walk yeah. through that, it's like a lot of 60s. Yeah. yeah a lot of older like to the point where if you see someone like and and this is the opposite like so I'm trying to stay steer away from uh, anything racial but if you see yeah. a young lady who's like 22 years old sitting in first class yeah. immediately brain goes well, what's her story what's her dad do like where how did she get up here whenever i see someone younger or yeah or not an old white dude in first class i'm like ah upgrade huh yeah. That's what I think. I'm just like, oh, it must travel a lot. Oh, anyone, anytime yeah. I see. Oh, upgrade, huh? Anytime I see someone Great. under 30, yeah. I go, that's their parents' money. Well, because who? Uh, immediately. I mean, you got to be at a certain point when you buy first class tickets all the time. You have, you to, have to be, be at a flying. certain point to be buying first class. You have to be flying a lot. If you ever see me in first class, I was upgraded. Know oh. that. Upgraded and, and also probably, or I took that whole like, does anyone here have a flexible schedule? And it's, it's, I did it. I, I took the I took the flexible schedule, nine hundred dollar voucher, and they gave me a first class seat because I'm flying to Cleveland. It it causes <laughs> from me New York more stress to get upgraded than it does to just buy the first class ticket. I because what was happening? You get was, too excited? No, I <laughs> I would like so like I started flying fifteen years ago, like flying legit. One airline oh, exclusively really? 15 years ago. 15 years now? 15 years. Do they let phone. you fly the plane? 15 
<laughs> That's crazy. 15 years ago, I started flying American. Uh, literally. Are you still American? To this date. Yeah. To what, this is, date. What, what is that status you're at now? Uh, the status that you're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> they they yeah. actually. Shh. Status. They actually called yeah. me one time and said, please don't talk about us on podcast. That is Jedi level shit. Yeah. Cause I was, I was bragging. So they, they were do like, let you fly they were like, the plate. They were like, fly they were like, the Hey plight. man, we give you a, we, we take care of you, but like, we don't do that to everyone. So just shut the fuck up and let us take care of you. And I was like, understood yeah. my bad. But 15 years ago, I decided to fly American. It's the best choice I've ever made. I've never been happier with an airline in my entire life. And I'm to the point where I go everything about the way American operates the fact that their hubs are in Chicago and Dallas yeah. is beautiful for me. So anything, yeah. like I, people fly Delta, I go, so you're going to do a short flight to Salt Lake City and then a longer flight, no yeah. hard pass. You're going to fly all the way to Atlanta and then, no, another hard pass. Yeah. I can't sit on a plane for four fucking hours, yeah. but a two and a half hour flight to Delta to Dallas, a three hour flight to Chicago, four hours flight right. to Chicago. That makes sense to me. They fly direct into, into New York, Miami. And I was, Miami, this is back when, uh, road clubs in Florida, I could work them all, and right. they have Miami, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and Tampa. You could do Fort Myers. You could do all those were literally six yeah. flights you could fly into Miami for. I mean, just saying, Delta. You start taking care of me, maybe I wear a t-shirt of yours. But that Segura is hardcore Delta. I'm hardcore Delta. I Are you like, really? Yeah, I'm hardcore Delta. But but I also I'll got, tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm going to shit on Delta right now. Go for it. This is why I didn't. Not fly. this is Bert, not me. <laughs> this is why I didn't fly Delta at the time. Delta, it didn't matter. Your upgrades didn't matter. It was class of ticket versus uh, mileage versus um, your up available upgrades. So it it, it wasn't yeah. just American was plain and flat status upgrade. Right. So right. if someone flew more than you, yeah. they were ahead of you, and I could that math I could wrap my head around. Dude, I fucking now I just think of the idea of being on an American flight. And just staring, staring at, staring at the front of the airplane and just hearing some laughter and the cockpit doors open. And then you come out with no shirt on uh, and go to the Dude. bathroom. It's like, oh, that's Bert's. They take care of Bert. They let him fly the jump seat with no shirt oh, on. Oh, I wish they'd let me sit up front. <laughs> I swear to God, I'd pay extra to I want to. I want to get a pilot's license one day. I would like to do that. I'm too would, afraid. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of flying. So See, that's why. So, so, I'm, so not, I'm afraid of not being in control of it. That's my thing. It's never the airplane. It's never the conditions. It's the two fucking yoinks up front that I don't know. Two yoinks. I don't know personally. And you remember a few years ago when that uh, that German wings co-pilot crashed the plane? Where, this he, happened in where he started yelling Ali Akbar? No, not that dude. This No, this was a way. Swiss Air. It was, um, I want to say it was a, it was called German wings, but a fuck the co-pilot, the, the pilot stepped out of the goddamn cockpit to use a bathroom. Co-pilot locked the door and crashed the plane into the Alps. And left the, and like then later they found his suicide note and all this shit, right? That I, I is really, terrifying. I'm to taking me. a fucking 15 hour flight tomorrow. Well, now because of that, the, 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 no pilot can be in the cockpit alone. Oh, thank the, God! That's they, like yeah, they, they, if, if if like one of them has to use the bathroom, a uh, flight attendant has to go in there with them. That's like Korean Airlines. Yeah, the, the Korean Airlines. You remember that story? No, is Korean Airlines Korean culture set up so that you never question your elders. So if the older pilot decides everyone dies, no, 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 would uh, no would would be like uh, I think we got enough. Uh, I think we got enough fuel, and the younger pilot knows they don't have enough fuel. Oh fuck! They that, wouldn't dude. question him. Oh, and so there that. was a story of of uh, the older pilot going, "We'll be fine. We can circle." But the younger pilot was clear. We're actually going to run out of fuel and crash. And the younger pilot didn't say anything. 
Oh, dude, that's and scary. He just died. Oh, I hate that so much. Dude, he just dude, died. Because that's like, I grew up in, you grew so Florida, South. Yeah. Florida's just Florida. You can't, that doesn't count. We don't as a get region. A, like, you, get, you get South. So, I get I, South. You get you, South because yeah. you're Louisiana. But Southern, I grew up in that same fucking culture of like, you don't, you respect your elders, you don't ask them. And it's like, no, that's bullshit. Because it also fucked with you as a younger person. Like, well, yeah. then I guess I'm not good enough. My self confidence is shot for the rest of my life because of Southern culture and an upbringing. I love my parents, but the culture. I'm saying, even as an older person now, I'm 40. If a fucking 22 year old kid questions something I say, it, there's a tinge of like, what? But then a moment of like, but wait, I should be able to answer this yeah. with all this confidence of, a, of an older person. You yeah. know, like I should be able to go like, well, OK, no, uh, actually, um, I don't want. You're right. I'll just buy an eighth. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, like you're right. I don't want a 16th. I'll just buy an eighth. But like, yeah. but point that's my point is like that was my problem with yeah. uh, with David Hogg, the Parkland shooter survivor. Oh, who's like what? a big advocate oh. of the yerking uh, off guy. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, no, that's not him. But that's the. Oh my God, that's the fucking hardest I've ever that, fucking laughed. That was a, an entire six hours straight. That was six hours <laughs> of us and fucking. Wait, have you told the story of the ride home yet? Just a quick. Okay, there no. was. There's one night. I don't remember what you're talking. We're about. taking. Um, I'm, then allow me. We're taking an Uber from Salt Lake City back to the house we're all staying at in Wait, Park City. Set it up. Set it up. So okay. we had all gone out to Park City. To me, snowboard. Ari, Renazizi, Norman, Sean. Danish, no, no, uh, Ryan O'Neill, Ryan O'Neill, and I think that's it. I think that was it. It was seven of us, six right. of us, seven, we're, we're six snowboarding of us. and skiing. Uh, that's what we were there when Ari broke his fucking arm because he forgets that he's in it's his mid forties, still broken. Yeah, it's still broken. New cast. He's got like a neon, but it's like that was six months ago almost. Ari, yeah, you know, you know how you're not supposed to jump through the trees when you're a novice skier who thinks he's invincible. Ari thinks he's invincible. He does. He does. I'm convinced. There's a, there are, there's a lot. Yeah, Ari's brain. Ari's brain is very different than ours. It really, genuinely is. And by the way, in a very positive way too. But sure. in, in the negative way of like, what? We're not getting hurt. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna ski full street, full fucking speed through this tree line and be fine. But we we go do shows in Salt Lake City, and then we we have an we're drunk and we're Ubering back, which is about I remember it being like a forty minute ride. Yeah. And at a certain point, we all decide we're hungry. We're loud, hungry, drunk guys, and Bert spots a Del Taco. Uh, I do remember off the that. side of the road. He's just like, pull over. We're getting Del Taco. They're still open. I can tell. I know. And we, we pull over. And before anyone can start looking at him, and he goes, no, no, hold on. I got this. Hey, and you get the, you're like, excuse me, what's your name? And she, very nice lady, you know, Beth. He said, Beth, uh, I'm just going to give you a hundred dollars. You just give me a hundred dollars worth of food. That's all there is. Yeah. And she's like, you don't, he's like, I don't care. You mix it up, mix and match. I'm just, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks. Okay. See you and surprise me surprise me and we're just like that's genius she and just, then we just pulled around it was like here here yeah. and we ate that for days we ate that for like three days days and just, and we just kept coming in and making new uh new concoctions yeah i totally remember that i've done but I've, by the way, I've done that a lot that should be every single late night fast food thing place should have just that option the twenty dollar the forty dollar the eighty dollar hundred dollars dude just, i just walked just i do that one a of the floor. lot though um, really oh yeah I it's like my go-to we were move. the first no. when it's my go-to move if we're going to get like it, it's kind of brilliant from like a straight up like 2 a.m i just want to eat standpoint oh, it was perfect it was just perfect whatever um but the yeah. video we were talking about and by the way not to get it i know we'll get a ton of shit for this so just pull it down 
uh, Halston because it's super insensitive, but this is the way comics brand. This is the guy. Oh, oh. This is the guy. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. This is this guy lost his son in yeah, the park. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So we're a bunch of comics and we're watching this. This is when it comes out. He's making fun of Louis C.K. Obviously, uh, I will speak for myself only. I'm friends, still friends with Louis. So I, I go to watch this and it's moving. It's very touching. As comics, though, when he said, when you're yerking off, it, all of us were like, I wish I had that in my act. It's, that, it's, it's such a... It, he was meaning it to be serious, right? Right. But it right. was such a silly way to say it that it was like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. It was. It's one of those things that you're like, you keep hearing it, and you're like, I, I don't. Austin, I under- pull this fucking down. There's, I, uh, there's all that. All that's gonna happen is bad shit about this. But these are the things that these are the things yeah. that comics say behind closed doors to each other. We are horrific. Well, it's one of the things about comedy in general where it's just proof, like. I that's the Parkland thing is god awful. You remember in the fucking ride over, I got in a fucking argument ish with with Ari and uh, Norman about like gun experts. Where I was like, I don't know, I don't think there's a such thing as a gun expert. It, they're those kids are more experts on guns than we are because yeah. they fucking experience something terrible. I don't condone. It's like you don't condone any of that shit. And you, I feel utter fucking sympathy. That guy, the shit he went through is terrible. I However, can't imagine losing a child. I can't imagine awful. losing a child. It's awful. But like, just that, you hear it and you're like, I- I'm fighting laughter, It was, but you can't not laugh because sometimes that's what comedy, it's just inappropriate no matter the fucking context. It's the best time to laugh is when yeah. you're not allowed to. When you're not allowed, when you're watching something super serious with yeah. a bunch of comics and you're like, and you're like, I understand what this guy's doing and maybe it's Maybe it's not super as effective to comics because we understand that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself, but like, I understand that Louis was working on bits. I think it's kind of shitty that people grab those bits, videotape them, and release them before he could come up with how the bit should work. So what you're seeing is a really unrefined product. Right. Right. And right, right. and this guy obviously took offense to it. Sure. I don't blame him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't blame him. It's his child. And we're trying to watch it in those two different eyes, like straddling the fence for ourselves. And we were just caught off guard by the, he's yerking off. And we couldn't stop giggling. And that's like the best time to giggle. Comics, I love being a comic more than anything in the world. It's the best. It's the greatest. It's the best. I remember one time I got like a, I got a deal, NBC. It was like a big fucking deal. Like everyone was, NBC. Oh man. Yeah. It's funny because now you now now it's like, oh NBC, oh, it sucks, man. Yeah. No, you, know? God, no, you couldn't get Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Netflix like, passed. Like it's still like, wait, you they could they wouldn't even do CISO. And so um CISO passed. <laughs> and so doesn't NBC own CISO? CISO passed away. <laughs> CISO did pass away. And so um, so my wife said to me, we were uh we were on the corner of um Laurel Canyon and Moore Park. Right. And she said, Oh, we found that's where we found out. She goes, Oh, baby congratulations you must be so proud and i said you know what i am more proud of the fact that i am a comedian that you no one can ever take that away from me that i am a comedian and i can sit backstage with comics or go on vacation with comics or work around people that number one i feel totally safe around right like i can say whatever i want i mean i'm not obviously i'm not talking about sexual harassment and the louis connecting those tissues no yeah i'm I'm just talking about like i can say whatever i want i can say the most horrible things and any comic We'll just go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. that's that's what's weird. That's kind of going on in a little bit in New York is is there's a lot of like 
comics policing comics a little bit. I mean, it's everywhere, man. I mean, it's not LA. Really? I mean, I, I mean, but then again, I think it's just not, I think it's maybe not the store or the improv, but I feel like you get into certain shows out here. There's definitely like a. For real? Yeah. Yeah, but you still, you yeah. still do a lot of, you do every room. I try. I mean, I try, I try to do that just for my, just for, just because I don't want to be too much in a bubble. Because I've seen that too. You, with are, like you are the great most com- bubbleless person well, I've bub- ever seen on stage. Eventually a bubble burst and then you're fucked. But like, that's the thing about, I see great comedians both here and, and, and in New York who spend too much time in one room. Yeah. And then when they get to another room and realize like, hey, not every audience is in on the, that one vibe of that one great room. Then you find yourself, the, the guy I don't ever want to be is the guy on stage blaming the audience and then pointing out how that bit kills at a different room. I've seen that. But you know what I'm talking about. I do. Right? And if, uh, but like, at the same time, like, uh, yes, policing each other for what you're saying on stage is ridiculous. Unless someone's up there like advocating awful shit, which no one ever is by joking about it. By making a joke. Everyone, I, st- every, every comic's yeah. always... Maybe not <laughs> always, but always make. I, I'm always, always trying to make a joke. It's always about, it's why you're up there. Like, yeah. isn't, don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think laughing, I don't think I'm the only person who thinks this by any means, but laughter is a goddamn coping mechanism at the end of the day. It has, it serves a bunch of different purposes, Dude. but one of them is a coping. And sometimes you need to fucking make a joke of some dark shits so that you, and other people who've experienced it can fucking cope with it. They don't, you don't need to cope with an idea that everyone agrees with in the crowd. That's why that like getting on stage and just saying something that, you know, everyone's going to applaud and so be behind. It's horrible. like, well, that, well, that's not what that you're correct. If you're getting on stage being like racism is wrong. Correct. You got it. Now tell me a joke. How, so that we can all cope with racism. I saw You know what I saw? And move past it. I saw a woman on stage explaining why she was a feminist that she had a joke in there yeah but it was so much verbiage up front yeah that i by the time she got to the joke i was like oh i wanted to go up to her and be condescending go oh honey you never learned how to tell a joke but <laughs> as the truth is like when you're young yeah you're young you 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 pad a bunch of words around everything you don't because it makes you feel more comfortable right. when those words uh are are flawless meaning like no one can poke holes in those words or tell you to take, don't, can you just not tell everyone you're a feminist? Why? Would you have a problem with feminism? No, no, no. I think you're just taking a very long time to get to the joke. So you should just get to the joke. Yeah. Like that, Barry Katz was great at that. Barry Katz. Barry Katz, the manager? manager? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Barry Katz, the typical, like the most Hollywood sounding Barry Katz. Have you ever met him? Uh, he's, he's Facebook me, messaged me he like He does three not times. look like what you'd think he looked like. <laughs> hey, maybe we should change your screensaver to the logo of the podcast, right? Yeah, as opposed to a fucking mountain range. That is the logo now. Yeah, Beautiful. The mountains. Nature. Anyway, <laughs> but Barry Katz, uh, said to me, the first time I ever did a showcase show, he said, uh, he was, give me your 10 best jokes. I said, okay. And so I gave him all his 10 best jokes. He goes, tell them to me. So I start, and I was in his office in New York. So I started telling him my jokes and he goes, okay, you don't need a lot of those words. I was like, all right. Wow. And he was like, just tell me the, what's the joke? And I said, well, the joke is touching a cop's face. He said, well, get me there as quick as you can. I said, you know, I don't know. You know what cops hate when you touch their faces? He was like, that's the joke. No, what's the next part? I go, well, one time I was in the car with my buddy. No, 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 no. What's the next joke? And I go, well, me touching a cop's face, obviously. He goes, okay. 
get me there. He was really, by the way, that's actually not the right joke that I, because I, I didn't write that joke until much later in my career. And I wrote it with Patrice O'Neill, oddly enough. But the Barry's way of getting you, uh, this was the joke that he helped. Um, Dimitri Martin and I were on a subway one time. Right. And it was all black guys on the subway. Right. And I, by the way, when I would tell it, I would fluff it up and lighten it up so much so that it was all over the place. And he, and he just tell me the thing. Yeah. I, and he goes, tell me, just tell me just facts right now. I go, Dimitri Martin on our subway, there were a lot of black people. I was n- nervous and I said, we, I don't, I think we're not going where they're going. And Dimitri's like, are you racist? I said, no, I'm not racist, but I think this is the express train. Right. I'm, I think we, we should be on the local one. I think we're going, now we're going to Harlem. And he was like, Bert, Jesus Christ, you can't think like that, man. You got to not be racist. I go, okay. So the next train stop got up and I go, should we just get off here? And he's like, dude, no, I'm staying on. And so I got off the train and then right. I looked back and I stuck my head in the train. I go, Dimitri, I'll see you at the rally on Thursday. White power, my brother. And I, and the doors closed <laughs> and he goes, by the way, there was so much fluff in that, that, uh, the Barry just was really great at getting you to the, what are you doing now? What are you just, are you cleaning up your desktop? <laughs> are you changing the background? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was really great at that. And I think that a lot of young comics, especially like comics that feel safe in virtue <laughs> signaling, <laughs> they feel va- safe in virtue signaling. Just well, don't you? I can't. Why doesn't it, people realize how much more dangerous that is for actual racism? Like when you virtue, when you take. Okay, here's a prime example. I was at a wedding in Long Island last week. There was a pub we went to called diggers exactly see but it's called diggers with a d it's in riverhead river it's in riverhead long island uh it's an irish pub just a bar but diggers apostrophe s so it's you know possessive not plural right so not it's not by the way by the way that so just for the record (laughs) yeah a small detail like that in a story that you're telling to me (laughs) makes me so fucking excited so it's possessive not plural exactly something like that you all fucking love that keep going but 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 that was the thing like of course, the first time you hear it and say, you're like, oh, diggers. And then it's like, whoa. But then, you know, you're over it. Then, you're, But then there were people at this wedding who we'd be like, hey, y'all want to go to diggers? Shane Torres was with me. And we were like, we're going to go to diggers. And there were some people who were like, oh, man, that's kind of racist. And you're like, it's not racist. What are you thinking when I say digger? <laughs> hey, dog. It's like, But it's also <laughs> straight up like just because a thing rhymes with the word yeah. that you cannot say does not make it racist to reference the fu- there's it's nothing racial about it no and that that level of virtue signaling where you're being like saying digger uh, uh, someone who digs yeah. a bar called diggers is racist because it rhymes with the n-word you're like that is fucking insane and also hurting the cause more than helping oh you are I... making you are now taking things that aren't racist and making them racist by association thus when actual racist shit happens no one can tell anymore and it's just fucking all whitewashed which is what you don't want to fucking do that's what a lot of virtue signaling fucking cunts are doing they're whitewashing everything thus removing the ability to identify the actual fucking problems yep and that is Ah, but Shane and I thought it was fucking funny. Shane cracked be- me up. Because you, you just say it and you watch people freak out. And you're like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Because why does that bring out such an... And that's what you notice about a lot of people who are so virtue signaling. It's like, what are you hiding? What are you actually hiding? Dude, I... I why are you so upset that some, that there's a... I don't know. Like, what was one that someone got really fucking mad about? Um, 
Jesus Christ. See, that's the other thing. Now my brain's been whitewashed because I've seen so many examples. So of this. many examples of stuff you know like what that. I mean? But like people being like offering an Asian person like, hey, do you want some rice? And they're like, oh, God, because they're Asians. Like, no, because it's red beans and rice. Yep. And I noticed they didn't have any rice yet. I was like, hey, there's the rice right there. I wasn't thinking, oh, Asian person rice. But you now turned it into a situation. Yeah. By suggesting that me offering an Asian person rice on in the dish called red beans and rice is fucking racist. Like, that's insane to me. I was in a car with a guy named Walter Gauze and Jay Moore. And we were driving to uh, to uh, Arizona. And I was chewing gum. Hubba Bubba. And, yeah, but and Walter yeah, goes, bro. you got a piece of gum? And I go, yeah. And then I looked at him, excited, because it's the best flavor. I go, it's watermelon. Walter's black. And he went, did you just do that? And I go, no, I, I, but he's my friend. So he was yeah. like, he was like, that's fucking funny. You need to say that on stage tonight. Because yeah. it, but it, watermelon's the best flavor of Bubba Bubba. I mean, watermelon's just, you know, you, watermelon's just fantastic. Watermelon's fucking awesome. You know, I don't know why anybody, it, it's fucking, you should offer it to everyone. Oh, there should you, be watermelon right here, right now. I would watch a show where they explained <laughs> things of racism that I don't get that are racist. Like, I would love for someone to do a show just breaking down racism and either qualifying it or discounting it entirely. Like, yeah. like where, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Jews always want you to marry within the race. It's very, it's like very, um, right. It's like if a Jewish mother is like, you're not like almost racist to the point where like, don't marry someone that isn't one of us. They would rather you commit incest than, than, <laughs> than marry outside the race. And so I, I never, I'm not saying that. that about all Jews, just some, just ours family. And so, <laughs> and so I, I never understood that. And I, and there was never really like, I remember talking to Gary Goldman about it and Gary yeah. was like, well, yeah, like my mom wants me to find a nice Jewish girl. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, until I went to Europe and realized, yeah. oh, they were uh, exterminated. And in order to yeah. keep the the race or the religion around, yeah. they needed to make sure that they right. did it. Because if they didn't, they would just disappear. And I went, that makes sense. It that makes, makes total sense. sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, like, um, like the I, w- I would love to know, like, what? how did black people get connected with watermelon? Because I think everyone in the South ate watermelon. I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Like, how did that become racist like i would love to go to the place where they go oh well actually very popular like like uh is gonna sound not connected but it should be connected um quicksand was like really popular in all the movies and tv shows i watched when i was a kid yeah the reason that is was that um tarzan of the jungle was like the biggest movie of the world in the 20s and it had a quicksand as a as a as a plot uh, device right they got caught in quicksand and people said well that's the biggest movie we got to include quicksand so all of a sudden everyone flooded everything with quicksand by the way quicksand something that barely exists right right right, right. But and, it, it, and it doesn't actually suck you down that fast yeah and it's uh, yeah and but all of us were like all of us growing up i was talking to ian bag about it, i was like i'll definitely run into quicksand a couple times in my life really like, oh a hundred dude What's... quicksand was in everything oh you're talking about in movies no in life i was like I'd go walk through the woods going like, I'm probably, we should all watch your quicksand. Oh, quicksand right out there, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I remember Ian Bag came into my uh, hotel room one time and my hat was on the ground and he goes, what, did quicksand get him? Like, <laughs> dude. But so I wonder if it was like a cartoon yeah. that was really popular. Here we go. Here we go. All right. The trope came into full force when slaves won their emancipation during the Civil War. 
Free black people grew, ate, and sold watermelons, and in doing so, made the fruit a symbol of their freedom. So that would be like... That I would mean, be like a... Po- that seems like a positive... I guess they're still associating yeah, it. But with, I think yeah. if they made it a symbol of their freedom, the people that hate hated them were probably like, oh, no. look yeah. at those watery melon eating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the... Uh, oh, Jesus. Jesus, I thought that was Trader Joe's for a second. I, I, I Oh, God. Okay. Wait, where did... Wait, wait, hold on. I'm, t- I'm, I'm dyslexic, so give me a... Yeah, don't say any of that yeah, out yeah, loud. Yeah, don't Bert. say any of this out loud. <laughs> Fuck. Good God. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. This podcast is also brought to you by Harry's. Did you know the average guy will spend 3,000 hours of his lifetime shaving? Don't waste four months of your life overpaying for poor performing razors. Get Harry's, a razor that's so sharp you can shave less often and will save you money. Just two bucks per blade. I shave very seldomly. I shave my under my ears, like by my cheeks, kind of. I shave my cheeks and my neck. So I never really think of buying a razor blade when I'm at a store. I got Harry's probably a year ago. I've been using the exact same razor for over a year. That's how great, I mean, obviously I don't shave that much, but that's how great these razors are. Harry's were founded by two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and overpaying for overpriced gimmicks. Vibrating heads, flex balls, handles that looks like a prop in a sci-fi movie. These are the tactics that the leading brands used for years to overcharge us. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. To keep their prices low, they cut out the middleman. They bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's making some of the been making some of the best razor blades for over 99 years. Now they can provide great quality at factory direct prices, a hundred percent quality guaranteed. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Get a trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip. That's what I have. Five-blade razor with lubricated strips and trimming blade for a close shave. I got that. Rich lather shave gel that will leave you smelling great. And a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash BurtCast. Make sure to go to harrys.com slash BurtCast to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. This podcast is brought to you by Ernest. Kids going to college can be a dream, but helping them navigate student loans can be a nightmare. Ernest is here to help with fast and easy private student loans. Ernest has designed a private student loan for actual students in 2019, meaning you can apply on your phone. They offer customizable loan terms, low interest rates, and no fees. They also give you three extra months, nine total, after leaving school to start paying back your private student loan. And Ernest private student loans can cover up to 100% of your school's cost of attendance. Plus, the internet loves Ernest customer service. They've rated it 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. Simply fill out a quick two-minute eligibility check, invite a co-signer if you choose to, and apply. With school year starting soon, our listeners and subscribers can get $100 cash bonus when you get a private student loan at earnest.com slash BERT. That's $100 cash bonus. 
when you get a private student loan at earnest.com slash BERT. And you can see the terms and conditions on that site. Go to earnest.com slash BERT today. Don't let student loans stand in your way. Take control with Earnest. This podcast is also brought to you by Clutter. Whether you're moving into a new place, having a baby, or just cleaning up your life, you're probably looking for a little free space. Well, self-storage is always an option, but it's anything but convenient. Trust a man who's used self-storage his whole life. What if I told you there's a way to store your valuables without breaking your back or even your bank? Well, meet Clutter. Clutter is the world's largest full-service, on-demand storage experience. No guesswork. No wasted space. Clutter helps you find out just how much storage you will need. It is zero effort. Just schedule a pickup and Clutter will be there to pack and move your belongings to store in their secure facility. The best part? Clutter's price match guarantee means you get the lowest possible monthly storage rate. And then guess what? Need your stuff? They're on it. Just let Clutter know and they'll bring it right to your door. Clutter's online photo inventory means, I mean, this 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 is the most amazing site I've ever heard about in my entire life. Clutter's online photo inventory means you'll never forget what's in their storage. How great is that? Schedule a delivery date online and Clutter will get it for you and be bring it to you in 48 hours or less. You don't pay more for packing or delivering. It's all included in Clutter's low monthly rate. Stop wasting your time and money searching for packing supplies, scheduling movers, vetting storage facilities. Experience the future of storage. This is the future of storage. With Clutter, I am blown away by this uh, by this company. This is mind blowing to me. I, I'm so excited they're a sponsor. Clutter has a great sign up bonus for our listeners. Get fifty dollars off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com/slash/birdcast. That's on top of Clutter's no hassle moving online inventory management, free pickup and delivery, and price match guarantee. See why Clutter's better and get $50 off your first month at clutter.com slash BirdCast. That's clutter.com slash BirdCast. And enter the promo BirdCast at checkout. Thank you, Clutter. Back to the podcast. That's crazy. You know, I mean, yeah, when you see when you see some of that like old Civil War art, like art about black people, you're like, Jesus Christ, you should be pissed off. Um, I went to, a, I went to, this is what's crazy is like, I saw that art growing up in the South. You'd see it, and sure. like you go to an old gas station, and it would be up, be yeah. up in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. Um, or you'd be driving through, like driving from like uh, driving to like Mardi Gras, and you'd r- drive through Mississippi. It was Mississippi on the way? You drive through Mississippi, right? Shit, it's right next door. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'd see stuff like that in those old Southern and like parts of the South, or you'd go into a friend's house, and they'd have like uh, uh, the the mammy. I, salt shaker, like of a black lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those are still, those yeah. are still. A or, thing. or just yeah. people had it in their houses. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in so long, and I'm taking a drive from here to like Yosemite. I'm taking my girls up. We're gonna go camping, and I walk into a bathroom. It's since been removed. Right. I was walking walked into a bathroom of a big like. It's like almost like a big trader mart where they've got cheeses and jalapeno sweet jalapenos and like everything right i walk into their bathroom and it is all racist artwork and i got nervous i got excited like almost that i found something that i'd never that i i was like when when you excited in the way that when you see 
someone say something horrific, horrific on television. You're like, yeah. oh my God, that guy's about to lose their career. Like, what the fuck did they think yeah. they said? I was like, oh my God. I started taking pictures of all of it and going like, like I, this existed. Like, I can't believe this is here. I grabbed my wife. I was like, you got to go into the men's room. Dude. She's, she was like, why? I go, this is insane. You said you are in Mississippi? No, I was in fucking California. California? Driving to Yosemite. That's why I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yosemite? Yo, driving to Yosemite. A national goddamn park and you're putting... And I was, but they've, I've been back to that place. Um, of, course of course I went yeah. back to that place and it's yeah. all gone. Of course I went back to that place with mm. a camera crew. That's, well, no, like fucking, have you ever had this? I'm sure you've had this. Like I, this happened to me in Myrtle Beach at a bar getting around to drinks, like having a chat with the bartender, made her laugh. Like this place is cool. Turn around. And it's, that's when I noticed the giant Confederate flag. And it's like, whoa. And then you look back at the place and it's like staring at one of those magic eye posters where you just see it all like, oh, Jesus. The magic. Oh, oh Jesus Oh, Christ. that's so funny, Sean. There's so many only white people in here. And, oh, wait a second. They are playing David Allen Coe. Oh, God. There's another five goddamn Confederate Sean, that flags. is so but you know what I mean? fucking funny <laughs> yeah. that... And, the, and only yeah. a handful of people are going to understand what you said. The magic eye. That is you know what I'm fucking about? <laughs> brilliant. Thanks, man. That is yeah. fucking Thank you. brilliant. You The second you see the Confederate flag, yeah. it's like your eye catches focus on that painting. Yeah, and you're like, like, oh, it's a sailboat. Oh, oh fuck. Jesus. Oh, God, yeah, that is yeah. brilliant. Everything Sean. here is racist. Oh, my God. We look gotta- at this guy. No one's got teeth. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. You look down at your drinks. You're like, is he, are these old Nazi China glasses? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> We gotta go now, now, get out. Hey, text Leanne and see what she needs, Halston. Um, the uh yeah. dude, that is uh-huh. I, I I see I see um Confederate flags when I go down to Georgia, I still see Confederate flags flying uh angled out of a pickup truck. Yeah. Like they have like flag holders in their pickup truck. Yeah. Oh, you see yeah. an American flag and a Confederate, and Confederate flag. flag. Yeah. And I'm always like, I'm like, wait, what world do you like? Dude, my argument to anyone, any fucker who's like, it doesn't stand for its culture, it's like, make a new flag. Make a new fucking flag. How about yeah. that? That one, the shit it stands for is just done. Wipe it out. If you want to be like, no, Southern pride culture, make a new flag. But what about what one about, that doesn't have a history of fucking What about Confederate uh, statues? Because that's tricky. I mean, the, I mean, they're all, they've all been taken down, though, I feel like. Have they like, all been? I feel like most of them have been. I know that General Lee in New Orleans got taken down. and that's Really? Robert yeah. E. Lee? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they took the Lee, Lee Circle. I think they even renamed it. I, I I haven't been back home in a while, but like yeah, I think it's it's weird because it is whitewashing our history. It's it is it's that saying, same sort of thing, yeah. It's saying that never happened. In a weird way, that's discrediting, in my opinion, the struggle, the struggle that yeah. uh, and 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 the and the sins of the, of the South. You it's know, a convenient way, yeah, for the South to go. It wasn't that bad, guys. Yeah, yeah, kids will grow up and go. Kids will grow up and never know who Robert E. Lee is, or never know that that. Sherman burned all of fucking Atlanta all the way to the fucking well, it's, ocean. It's like in China where like the one thing they tell you not to even bring up even in conversation, even behind closed doors with close personal fucking friends is Tiananmen Square. They're like, you do not discuss that. Really? At not at not while having drinks, especially not on stage as a comedian, but not while having <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Definitely don't. I get love that they, really, they met you. They're like, hey, man, just giving you a heads up. Real don't quick. even say it. But no, I mean, that's that's like the email you get. It's like you don't bring up Tibet, Tiananmen Square, and Taiwan. Those are the three T's you cannot talk about in China at all. As a really? comedian on stage. Yeah. But then I was, I tried bringing it up just in conversation. And the dude I was talking to was like, hey, man, don't, 
Really? Don't. He's like, just don't. He's like, the people, it's not that the government has everything bugged. It's just that everyone around you, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they're up to. You don't know that they're not a government official who might find something you're saying fucking offensive because they've been told that didn't happen. Remember, that's what we're getting rid of that. And then they fucking pull your passport and you're out of here tomorrow. So it's like, but anyway, I'm just saying like, no, yeah, no, no, no. It is. It is interesting sort of because because I do think I mean, look, I guess if you're trying to worship these Confederate yeah, that's soldiers bad. that that obviously did horrible things, but to ignore to to try to forget. It's like that old line, uh, if, if you don't remember your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, if you don't yeah. remember your past, you're doomed to repeat it. It's like, I just feel like there it, there needs to be a different way to. I say, I say just redo the statues, but make them look like dumbasses. You know what I mean? Like have generally Lee taken like shit in his pants when yeah. he realizes the war was lost, you know, or have, or, or what if we just put up more statues of, of, of black leaders? That too, yes. Yeah, but I mean, the if you want to keep Confederate stuff, like yeah, make him look like idiots, like tripping over his shoe, yeah, with a fucking feather in his butthole, rubbing the and but put his fly down. Yeah, his fly exactly. Yeah, his exactly. flies down, and you can see his small dick. He's got a yeah, a little uh, an erection, or 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 yeah, like like fucking uh, or or dead when he's dead. Yeah. Like a, a statue of him dead. It's like yeah, and then and then the plaque, put it up there. Like this fucking Nimrod, <laughs> this guy was his, the general for the Confederate but army. Like, so then, what do we do? So what? So then. All right, so, so then, what do we do about Trump? Because so, um, and by the way, I haven't thought these this thought through, but like, we have to agree that uh, that uh, at least fifty percent of the people in America agree that uh, our Confederate soldiers' statues should be taken down because yeah. they don't agree with their politics. Right. Um, fifty percent of the people in the country don't agree with Trump's politics, but yet he was an American president. He is an American president. Yeah. yeah. He by all rights deserves a statue and the equal amount of respect when it comes to history as history. Barack Obama, John F. Kennedy, Richard Nixon, all the presidents, he was a president. He was a president. But yet he won't get it. I think I don't know. Is I mean, that is that just something you have to write off to common sense and go, yeah man. Like if you asked me, yeah. we're thinking about uh renaming LAX Trump. I go like don't do that. They're going to rename LAX Trump Air International Airport. Yeah, there was a big no. I, just I was, about, I was I just like, Jesus, haven't been out here in a few months. What's happened, dude? I want to just do a podcast of fake news. I mean, see how many people I can just string along. Just, dude, I'm with. Can I be a fucking correspondent? <laughs> I, <laughs> Please, let me you, be a yeah, correspondent. correspondent just I'm out here. <laughs> I'm out here in Hollywood Boulevard where the anti-gay rally <laughs> is in full swing. You're like, no, it's not. What? How is that even possible? Oh. But yeah, but like, I mean, like you think about it, the people that protest are definitely going to not let anything ever happen positive of Trump. You like, got to, you got to, do no, I, I fucking hate Trump, but we got to document him. Yeah, you got to be documented. Whitewash our history and go, that never yeah. happened. You can't, you know, fucking make a statue of how he looks exactly right now. He doesn't look flattering. He looks like a fucking obese, overweight, overstressed, uh, bit off way more than he can chew motherfucker. Like make that the statue, but like, don't. You don't have to fucking make him. That's the thing. You don't have to praise it, but you got to acknowledge it. Yeah, you like got to. You, you said gotta, that. Yeah, you like, got to acknowledge our history. I mean, that's why I don't like any any side that like I won't like. I my, most of my policies. I, I mean, I guess I align with the left more, but I don't. I don't fucking. I'm not either. I'm not. I don't. I align. I align yeah. probably way more with the left than I do the right. Yeah. 
But my problem is, as a comedian, extremist I'm con- on both sides are I'm, fucking psychos. Oh, fucking! Both sides are psycho. There's a couple people that yeah. that I, I I used to respect, and then now that um, politics are the way they are, yeah. They've ch- and I, by the way, it's, it happens a lot on both sides that I just won't fuck with them because I'm like, eh. What well, happens? But keep my, the, I gotta keep you for distance. Well, that's the man. things with politics. It's like the one thing the right has always had over the left, which is in some ways ironic because the, the left claimed it's all about it is unity yeah. right is like that's why trump's in office because they don't fucking devour their they don't they don't rip themselves apart like i and i get the a thousand percent why the left does that because the left is trying to be better than being better holding themselves to a better standard like i yeah. align with that like hold yourself to a better standard however the problem there is get the fucking office first yeah. Get into the position first of power and then hold yourself to the fucking better standard. I feel like on the way up, it does nothing. It only fucking knocks you down more and more and more and to the point where there is no clear candidate to go up against the Trump right now. Everybody's got their own favorite, but who's going to fucking beat him? I'm going to vote for whoever they fucking put up there. I'm not going to vote for Trump, and I do. I still vote in Louisiana. Trump's going to win again. I don't want him to, but He's I still vote again. in Louisiana because I feel like my vote helps in Louisiana. It doesn't in New York or California. I'm one of the many going, yeah, I'm I'm all about. Yeah. Let's equality. All the yes, fairness. But in Louisiana, it's still a red state. I feel like my vote helps there. But like the it's we got to fucking it's, get it's, behind it's someone. Never happen. I think the left has lost it uh, personally. And I and I, I said this before we did uh, the uh, the. I will say real quick. I get it. The right also is mostly all white people, so it's easier for them to unite. Yeah. There, there is a lot more so, diversity uh, on the left. I understand that, but it's also like at, on that side. Sorry, we all do kind of got to fucking come together though, just to get that, just to get the fuck faces out of office. Dude, I we, before we did know? the end of the world podcast, I called it. I said it. I think when the podcast started, I said Trump's going to win. Just giving you a heads up, Trump's going to win, and uh. I called it. On the, I, I did a podcast. Wait, when the, was the end of the world podcast? It was, the, it was election night. You want to know something really, you know who fucking Rory Scovel is? Yeah. My homie. Yeah. Uh, Adam Kane Holland, you know who he is? No. Awesome. Denver comedian. He has that show, Those Who Can't on TBS. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, true. Great, great. But we were at Adam's wedding and Rory was like, this was the weekend before the election. Rory's like, dude, it's nothing to worry about. Friend of mine. Works at the Washington Post. Look, and he pulls up this email. He's like, he's got this like PowerPoint email about all the reasons why there's no way Trump will win. Yeah. All the all the things Hillary's campaign's doing that Trump says. And it's like, we got nothing to worry about. And all of us are like, man, Rory's right. I mean, he's such a great comedian. He's got to be right about this. <laughs> and it was like, we all, I remember like the day afterwards, I wanted to text Rory and be like, you tell your fucking friend they don't know shit. Dude. But Rory. It's, it's, it's it. Yeah. I said it. Before the podcast started, I said it to I had the, I had the uh, the well read comedy tour on my podcast, and I told them just giving you a heads up, Trump's gonna win, and they were like, "No, there's no way, there's no way." I, I said, like you guys. Guy, I go, yeah. you guys haven't been in this world enough. You haven't traveled uh-huh. the world enough. And when you travel the world, and you're and they were playing, I think, to their fans, which were very liberal, very liberal, open minded, yeah. middle west, Midwest, yeah. Southern people. I said, trust me, go in the fucking real world. Like where regular people live, and the the left is too split up, and you've got independents running that are, are pulling a lot of the libertarians, yeah. and Trump's just one thing. He's one thing to all those people, and there's a lot of people that feel like they weren't represented. And let me tell you something, man. All those people, all yeah. those celebrities that are spend all that time 
slamming Trump online, you're 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 muted. You've lost your voice. No one's listening to you anymore yep. because everything you put out is so over the top that, that that a lot of people that are on the fence just write you off. If you would be a little more pointed, like in a little like choose your words. No one listens to the guy in the writer's room who talks nonstop. People listen to the guy that says something every now and then and it's genius. I mean, yeah, dude. You know what what fucking pissed me off was I mean, uh what was his fucking name? Steve Bannon. And by the way, they, uh, they probably, what I just said, yeah. they probably all assume, and this is what is really wrong with our, with our side of the politics, yeah. with the left. They assume I'm conservative because I just said that. I'm telling you what's wrong with your fucking campaign. And, and you go, so wait, you, you vote for Trump? No, no, I voted for fucking Hillary, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I voted for Hillary. It's, it's also a thing of like, yeah, I'm progressive. I'm op- I'm open-minded. And they're like, so you're definitely 100% liberal. I'm like, I mean, I'm independent. And they're like, oh, well, that, that. I'm like, so wait, you're not open up a minded enough to be not the thing that you are, that you've bought into? Yeah. You're, the box you're in, you're not, you're the open-minded side of it. You're not open-minded enough to be outside of that. Yeah. No. And because that, I that. don't, because I don't want to buy into the shit 100%. And because I want to think a little bit differently, I'm no longer but that's open mind. But what are you? Oh, now we're at an impasse. Yeah. And now so, you're gonna start yeah. throwing words like, yeah, like, oh, so you're you support the no, I don't support the right. Because you're a cis white, uh cisgendered, and you're like, oh hold on, I didn't hold bring on. Any of that in. I didn't yeah. I didn't say a fucking word, guys. Oh, yeah. because you won't protest so that so that we fire all men. No man of <laughs> no white men should have a job in America. You're like Okay, hold on. You're talking like a fucking lunatic now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. just dial it back and let's get to the place where we take care of women's productive rights, yeah, where yeah. we tighten up gun control. Because I think gun control is a little. I look. I own two guns. Yeah. I am pro firearm in this country. I don't think getting rid of guns is an option. I don't think it's going to help in the deaths that we're talking about. It's not going to happen. It's, yeah, impossible. it's not going to happen. It like, can't happen. Let's be fucking real. There's climate change. Let's fucking take care of climate change. Hey, let's absolutely. work on education. Certainly. Let's work on the homeless. The homeless have run rampant. Like I agree with all that, yeah. but where you're putting, you're you're gonna hang your hat on on fucking on deplatforming white men because of our color. What the fuck? Well, like, it's also like the, there's a lot of you. You see a lot of like young bearded fucking white dudes who look exactly like me and like, yeah. you know, but like who get out on fucking on stages and comedy and just preach about how awful white men are and talk about. And I don't think they actually those fucking those types. I think don't give a shit about women or minorities. They just want to seem like they do yeah. because they're actually more racist and sexist because I think they're doing it because they believe that when women and minorities have power, they're just going to enslave all white people because that's secretly how they cost kind of think. And all this shit, they're just campaigning to be house slaves. That's what I think they're fucking doing. Samuel just, L. Jackson and Django and Jane. <laughs> they're, just, they're just campaigning to be like, look, I, I shed women should run the world and black people were the best thing in, ever and white men were the enemy. So when I, when, when it's, when it's your time, you put me in, I, I, that's what I think they're actually doing. And that's like sick. That's sick to me because they're again, hurting the cause. I agree. They're, 100%. they're saying it with no fucking conviction behind it. It's all hollow regurgitation of fucking things that someone else said five times ago, five people ago, if that makes sense. But like, it, it's not, it really fucking sucks when someone goes after you for not being a hundred percent a part of a thing that 
proclaims that it's about open-mindedness and diversity yeah. and like i'm the diversity part then in that world yeah no i'm yes i'm a white straight dude but i'm the one who doesn't think we should be policing what comedians say i'm I, the I one definitely who, and I, I i got upset i still free speech is fucking important man i'm more for free it's speech so than important. anything in this fucking world and again like and i get it like people are like well people shouldn't be able to say certain things like no they should be able to say everything and they should suffer the consequences of saying it yeah it's like what do you do you, do you, you know? really listen to milo yannanopoulos and agree with him no like but does anyone but like, let him these, say his piece let him talk let him talk i could give two fucks and then let us all shit on him yeah then we what, all get to shit on him fucking world do you live yeah. on where we didn't let the idiots talk and then go look at that fucking idiot we hear what they say then go fuck you the it's your is, right the problem yeah. is milo's funny is oh, milo's funny. funny is he yeah, yeah. he's out here he's irreverent he's outrageous and he is like i saw him on legion of skanks just a clip here and there oh yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch whole things I, honestly honestly like I don't, I don't i don't care enough right so like i like i got upset that people were that i got upset that there were comics um saying hey throw milkshakes at big j and lewis and on <laughs> ari and and milo i i got upset because i was like hold I'd be on terrified to throw a milkshake at fucking lewis you Dude, remember you remember the guy ufc fought big j <laughs> yeah. big j went up to one of these I, I don't know any of them so it's it's not fair for me to like say i don't even know who it was but big j i talked to big j and he went up to a comic who had advocated um violence against big j it's crazy and big and throwing a milkshake which i assume in in that this white man's brain it's just a milkshake is the way his brain works i'm i'm, assu- I'm gonna do his voice for you i think yeah. his voice probably sounds like this it's just a milkshake it's just a milkshake you throw it at jay throw it at jay we need to revolt we need to revolt am i oh, right wait, sisters? you're forgetting it's literally just a milkshake it's literally it's just a milkshake. literally a milkshake but they don't understand man you don't know what's in that milkshake you don't when it hits you you're fucking and jay went up to him and said i will beat you to death <laughs> I will beat you to death. You don't understand that. I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they're calling Ari uh, a, a Nazi sympathizer. Ari's father was in the Holocaust. Was actually in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're calling Ari a That's Nazi right. sympathizer. These are comedians in New York right. are referring to Ari Shafir as a Nazi sympathizer. Ari said the other day, he goes, you know what, man? That I makes you, And that I makes you better than you the right. How offensive that is. <laughs> yeah. I will slap you in the face if you say that to me. Like, and, and and so in my head, I just go like, A, what kind of men are these? Like, what kind of, like, I would never advocate violence against another man ever. I would never be like, yo, fuck this guy. Punch him in the face when you see him. That's not who I am because I've been punched and I've punched people uh, and it, that does not solve never, anything. It's never the and answer. It's, the it's never the answer. It's never yeah, the fucking answer. never the answer. The answer is let people talk. Tell, I mean, I think Lewis was like, Hey, anyone that has a problem with this appearance of Milo, come on my podcast. Let's fucking debate it. Look, I'm not gonna have Milo on my podcast. Not because I, I not because I wouldn't. The reason is, is I don't, I don't like conversation, and he just walk all over me. And it, I, I, and I, I would be giving him an actual platform, right? Because right, right. I wouldn't disagree with him. Same thing with Alex Jones. I don't know anything about what he's talking about. Right. Like I don't follow that shit. So if he was on my podcast. Like his, I think one of his people reached out and was like, "Hey man, can we get Alex Jones in your podcast?" And I was like, "Dude, that is the dream booking for Alex Jones because he can just yeah. fucking say whatever he wants." And I would giggle and laugh and agree. Yeah, go. This isn't his world. It's not, and it's not my world. My world's talking to you and talking to like <coughs> other comics, maybe an athlete, maybe an actor, maybe someone I find interesting, but like someone I can just riff with. And we, if we talk politics. 
I'm, we're, we're all in this. I think we're all in this. Everyone I know is all on the same page. We're all rational. Yeah, we're all rational. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like to to to, to if I, I imagine we're. I always imagine I'm in a debate with someone at all times. But to the point earlier of me saying like I don't think you should not be able to say anything, but you should suffer the consequences of saying something. The people who are calling Ari a Nazi sympathizer, I don't think they shouldn't be able to say that. No, they should be able to say. It. I should just think that they also should then suffer. What Ari fires back at him with. Say it to his face. It's it's a thing of like I, you once you because the line doesn't stop. Once you say you once you say yeah. you can't say that, that just gives more reason to where eventually raising your voice is considered offensive. Yeah, who doesn't love you know? free speech? The idea that there is a a cisgendered white comic who's calling a Jew a, Jew, a Nazi sympathizer. I love that. Let it happen. Let fucking do it to his face. Let him look An stupid. idea that yeah. you're a, a cisgendered white male privileged yeah. comic and you're preaching racism to a Puerto Rican who watched his father get stabbed in the street in front of his house. You're telling him what oppression is. Oh, I fucking love that free speech. Exactly. More of that, please. And it's like, and let them look fucking stupid but, when they're yeah, proven wrong. And like, please. that's what it's all about. Like, you can't take away and like that's the whole thing and that's another fucking thing man like for every fucking libtard fucking idiot who thinks this is wrong i, I said i said again go spend go spend a fucking some time in mainland china where they don't actually have freedom of speech Dude. now i'm not saying china was a beautiful place but that feeling of like you cannot openly talk your mind you can't do that is a fucking horrifying feeling Walk horrifying walked through russia in 1995 yeah. right after the wall fell and 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 watch yeah. watch grown men hold hands so they can whisper in each other's ears because that is how they were trained to live to not be able to say their mind freely but speak whispers in their ears be in a subway where it's dead fucking silent i dare one of these new yorkers who i say new yorkers only because that they live on subways and they've been on subways yeah one New Yorkers who've witnessed the freedom of a New York subway at fucking midnight cutting through fucking Times Square. Yeah. The freedom, the chaos. Go to go go back in time to Russia. Go to Russia now. I bet it's the same way. Right. Because you don't shake that kind of oppression. That kind of oppression where you are not allowed to speak your mind. And if you want to tell something to your loved one, you whisper it because you're afraid someone's going to grab those words, misconstrue them, and they'll take you away in the middle of the fucking night. Exactly. I mean, there's that dude, there's that dude in China right now named Wendell Brown. Well, I wish there was more. I don't know why there isn't more coverage of this dude. Wendell Brown was an athlete who got in a fight in China, and he's still in jail there. And I think it's been a few years. And it's fucking crazy because the government can just hold you there. They can just hold you. And it's like, and people can't necessarily speak out on his behalf there. No. So it's, it's not, but it's not happening here even. It's like, that's terrifying. Free Wendell Brown. Like that, get him out of fucking jail in China. Dude, I want, you know? I want, I want. Busy Phillips to go and speak about women's productive rights and t share her story of her Absolutely. abortion. I want yeah. all of that. Absolutely. By the way, I also want to hear the fucking lunatics standing outside of fucking Planned Parenthood protesting going, God hates fags. Well, like, you, I want all of this free speech. Right, because you need to hear that and go, oh, here's why you're wrong. Yeah. And now I know why I know you're wrong. Now I know why. And I can say it. Now I'm going to say it back at you. Oh. I love I. I <clears throat> And, and, you know, one of the things when to bring this back to comedy is one of the things I love about comedy is when it's dangerous. It's supposed to be. I love it. Like, it, the more dangerous comedy is, like when, when Chappelle uh, talked about the women Louis jacked off in front of, and he goes, he, he broke your spirit for the business. Dare I say you had fickle spirits? 
Dude, that oh, was yeah. that yeah. was intense. That was intense. That was dangerous. Yeah. And, I, yeah. Uh, and maybe I don't entirely agree with Dave, but to hear him say it, I just went, woo. When Dave said the reason that black women don't tell on us yeah. for sexual assault is because of slave days, I went, dude, dangerous. He, I think he even said this. I'm, I think I'm actually stealing words from Dave Chappelle, yeah. but he should be speaking reckless. He Comics should be. should be speaking reckless. I, dude, I. I don't want to agree with every fucking comedian I see. I want to have moments of just like, well, because then it's like, at least open your fucking perspective up a little bit. And if they can make something you're not, if like I can say something that you don't agree with, but I can make you laugh at that. How is that not the art form itself? That is the art form itself. So the art form is the idea. Like you make people laugh again, a coping mechanism with an idea that maybe they don't agree with, but maybe they open their mind up to it a little bit more and still disagree with it. But at least let it in a little bit and understand it more. Dude. You know? I need or to you hear, can change, you know? I need to hear opposing views. I was trying to say to someone the other day, I was trying to talk to a, my friend about abortion, and I was saying I am pro-choice. Yeah. But I'm anti-abortion. Like, I'm not for abortions, because I would never do it personally. But I don't want a woman not to have the right to choose. And he was saying, well, no, no, then then you're pro just pro-choice. I said, well, no, I'm not. Because Georgia, we had Georgia, they got pregnant when we weren't, weren't married. And we luckily we were in love. And I think we were at the time in our relationship right. where we're like, this is where we're going. But had Leanne said, I want to get an abortion, I would have venomously, vehemently disagreed with her and fought tooth and nail to not let her, to not want her to get one. But ultimately I realized it's her, yeah. it's her body. It's her body. It's her body. And you heard that right, Bert's daughters. Bert's the one that loves you. <laughs> I'm the one, I'm the, I'm Daddy the man lo- that loves you. Uh, but, well, that's, you know Sam J? No. Sam J, she's a comedian in New York. She writes for SNL. Fucking brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, she has this joke about how mad men showed her what white privilege used to be and how much we fucked that up as white dudes. It's a fucking brilliant joke. I already joke. love this. Bit. Brilliant. And I remember the first time I saw her do it, this fucking yoink who I don't, I won't say his fucking name because I don't want to give him any more press than he deserves, but like, he's just a dipshit in the comedy scene. And he was, we were talking about that and he's like, yeah, but bits like that. I mean, she's shitting on whatever, dude. I didn't experience that sort of white privilege. Who the fuck is she to say all of us? And it was a thing of like, buddy, that's her perspective and it's fucking funny and it's different. Yeah. I have, I, I never, I've never heard a black lesbian point out how fucking white wait what's her name sam J. I i know who she is she's fantastic i know exactly and who she being is. like i've never like hearing that like being like oh you're right that is probably yeah yeah i didn't experience that either but you're right that was a thing in the yeah. 50s and it's 60s or whatever it's like it's fucking hilarious because it's a different perspective it's you know what i mean like some people so, and uh, you know it's uh I feel like I'm gonna give myself an aneurysm saying different perspective. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I love, mm-hmm. I love, it. and it's, it's the same thing with like, uh, I, I said this on an interview and I'm sure it would be taken out of context and, and destroyed, but a Hannah Gatsby special, um, I could, shit on, I could, sh- I could shit on it cause I'm a comic. Yeah. I could shit on anyone special. That's what we do. It's yeah. as part of our skill set is being able to pick apart someone special. But what, what I will say is that I watched it in its entirety. I found yeah. it super interesting. There's a couple jokes that to, the, to this day I quote and I go, that's a good joke. I, like yeah. I knew more about unicorns than I did. I knew more facts about unicorns than I did about lesbians growing up. And then she stops and goes, unicorns aren't real. Like there are no yeah. facts. about. I love that. That's a great fucking joke. Yeah. 
I um, mean, I, I love that special for the reason solely of it made a if you it made you realize I think what you wanted out of a, it's like hey I, I wouldn't call that a stand up special but what it did was it made people realize they wanted more stand up specials in certain realms yeah but also what I fucking adored was seeing how thin skinned oh. some of the thick skinned proclaimers are you so many people were like as a comedian I am appalled by her breaking down stand up comedy I'm like really. The thing that we do to everything around us, yeah. you can't take when one person does it on a Netflix special, then you are not who you say you are, bro. Yep. And, like, and that what's, is, what's crazy take it, take is because it, it was it. a Netflix special and because it was well received, had they had to follow her at the store, they would have loved her going up before her. Yeah. Um, yeah. She comes up and just and kind of talks through and screams. They would have been like, hmm, crowd's primed. I'm going to destroy. Right. But the fact that it was on air and well received dude a lot of people got up in arms and and you know the the truth is is like it made me want to be a better comedian straight up like that special made me go like hey I, she's shitting on a thing that i do fine i, think, I want to be better at it now yeah i think i'm i think i'm just a i mean not to be shitty but i think i've been doing it longer than her probably obviously yeah. and so i think i think that what i think she did that i think was very cool is stuff i've just outgrown where mm -hmm. i'm like yeah i don't need it's not that's not who i am is i don't need to tell you a sappy moment about sure, something yeah. that I that I need to change your mind. I don't. Um, my goal is is just laughter. I just <clears throat> want laughter. That's my. Right. That's what makes me good. Is that I well, yeah. love silly shit. I love to giggle. I love to laugh. Um, I don't need you to think. If you're my audience, I want you to forget about thinking and I want you to just laugh. I think her audience is is primarily people that feel have felt oppression. Sure. And want and want to feel qualified and feel equal and feel like they're not being ignored and marginalized so what she can give people i don't need i don't i mean I, i've never felt marginalized and and like like i want greg giraldo i always use him as an example he told a joke i don't remember the goddamn joke but i was thinking about having to put my dog down and i was on the treadmill and i'm just watching it and i'm in my own head about shit yeah. i got shit going on in my life and greg told a joke and i fucking laughed and i didn't think about my shit that's who my fans are and that's what they need from me is they got shit going on. Just get me out of my world for like an hour. Let's giggle. Let's laugh. Let's get a few drinks. Yeah. And then let's start up again Monday. And man, I'll tell you what, if you could throw up some Instagram stories or an yeah. Instagram post that that makes me giggle that I can share with a friend, I'd love that I'm too. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm all about like, hey, look how flawed and fucked up I am. And maybe if you can laugh at my bullshit, you identify it in some of that in yourself and you don't feel as fucking alone. You what you, you don't do, feel as what you a do flaw, is so you know? special. Well, because, thank you, but because you have you you have you have a, a number of different uh, assets as an entertainer and the probably the the number one is as a performer I don't think there's anyone holding a candle to you like the way oh, you wow. draw in an audience is so mesmerizing well, I remember the you, first I mean, time still... I saw you perform in Montreal and I was like who the fuck is this guy and Ari's like oh you're gonna love him oh, he likes Montreal. wine. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you guys might be brothers. <laughs> and then watching you in fucking Utah for an entire weekend just destroy. Speaking and nothing's ever the same with you. It's always like in the moment of the moment. And 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 because you have to, I have to enjoy saying it too. You know, I think I think it's yeah. by the way it's it's probably the the it's like I hear that about guys like uh, uh, Giannis Papa. Giannis Papas, yeah. Giannis Papas, yeah. Everyone always goes, dude. You got to catch him in the moment when he gets in his moment. Mike Epps was like that. Yeah, dude, Mike Epps in the moment. No one was. I mean, no one can hold a candle to them. It's yeah. the hardest I've ever seen anyone murder in my entire life. Was Mike Epps? Mike Epps. 
Day Day. Dude. Of Day Day fame. He right? told a bit. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He told a bit about selling candy bars in white neighborhoods. And he uh, clearly he had done it. Clearly yeah. he had done it because he had the spiel down, the knock on the door, and the way he'd posture, like he, you've got this, but like the way he'd posture his body and t- and he'd look up and he'd talk to the lady and he'd hold his hands a certain way and then, then and then get shot down. The next door, it was a, a little less of that, but it was right. he was doing the words were the same, but his body was communicating something different to you. And then the third door, it was a little more. Oh, okay. okay. And then, and then the, by the fourth door, yeah. it's him gun. Get down on the floor, bitch. I'm selling candy bars. Yeah. Way, I'm not doing it justice. I'm just telling you, Paint I have picture. never seen anyone yeah. kill like that. And you got that. Oh, thanks. There's so many people that I think, and those are the unsung heroes of stand up, or the guys that, you know, that maybe aren't virtual signaling. They're just doing art. Oh, I mean, the thing about Mike Epps, I, I, I've never really seen him do stand-up, but, like, the thing I always respected about that dude was he had to follow Chris Tucker, basically. An iconic role in Friday. Yeah. And in next Friday, Day-Day was his, Mike Epps was the replacement, that yeah. character. And you're like, huh, because Friday was a phenomenal. I don't know if you remember when Friday came out. Oh, I, I remember 100%. everything about it because I was in he high school. He followed Chris Tucker. He followed Chris Tucker. And, that, and like, Smokey was, like, the... Every fucking white kid in the suburbs, everybody yeah. around the world was around the world, but around the US was just yeah, pop up, you know, just I can't, I can't do it anymore. But like all fucking quoting goddamn Smokey and then Mike Epps, and then you're like, who's this guy? And he followed it beautifully, yeah, fucking beautifully. Like that character's on the on par, dude. You know, hey, what time's Leanne's podcast? Oh, oh shit, we better wrap this up. Oh, we're just yammering, One tw- dude. I can talk to you. Hang on, let me, we can do it all night. Uh, let me call my wife real quick. She would just call me back. I wonder if she's not here, so we can keep going. Let me just I do it. Um, we can, but we can land it, land yeah. the plane. What? Um, how long are you in LA for? The month. Are you serious? Yeah. Fuck. I'm in Vegas next week, and I'm at Clusterfest the next weekend after that. But then I'm here till the first of. Have you started your podcast yet? Yeah, we started. Released. Is, is it released? What? Episode four got released yesterday. Oh, shut the fuck up! So it's it's coming. Hello? Are you feeding a horse? Uh, Leanne? Leanne? What the fuck is... Yes. What are you doing? Are you eating alive? <laughs> I was eating a cookie. Isla's eating a cookie? <laughs> hey, Leanne? That's not Leanne, it's Isla. Oh, Isla. Where's mom? Yeah. She's next to me, why? Uh, okay, tell her we're wrapping up a podcast if she wants to come start her podcast. Uh, they're wrapping up the podcast if you want to start the podcast. Okay. All right. I love you. Bye. Uh, Sweet. Tell me real quick about your podcast. I love I love, I love, love your daughters growing up just jaded by like, uh, more podcast guests. Uh, my daughters yeah. are the guests on the next podcast. That's hilarious. My wife's having a podcast with um, my daughter, Georgia, and her friend Tatum. To talk about ninth grade high school and oh okay yeah, that's funny so, yeah and then Isla is just eating a cookie what um tell me about your podcast our uh, podcast is called Five Words it's on the All Things Comedy Network Network uh, it launched so episode four just launched and it's basically we take our our guest comes on we chat for whatever a few minutes then they tell us a story in five words based on the information. We have on that, but based on what we know about that person and the five words, we, my co-host and I try and guess what the story is, which is, 
we're we, always wrong. Did we did did we do this? We did to a each version other? of this, yeah, in the in the hot tub, and then we, yeah, and then you tell the real story, and then we talk about it. So it's oh, it's it's, it's a game show, not a game show, but there's like a thing. It's like a fucking game we play, and then but it leads to real conversation around a story. Who have you who have you had on so far? Uh, Dan Soder was the first episode. I uh, love him. Uh, Allison Leiby was at episode two. She's writes for uh, Marvelous Miss Hazel. Uh, who else? Are we at? Rojo Perez, fucking awesome. Uh, Will Miles, Julia Rossi. We've had you know Ari's going to do it when I'm back in New York. I, you got to do it. I would love it. to. I would you love have to. to do it. I would love to. Um, yeah, we have a fucking uh, Christina Hutchinson from Guys We Fuck. I love done Christina. It. Yeah, we've done a. We had a. We got a. We've got about twenty five in the tank right now, and they're just coming out, and we're recording more while we're here in L.A. Oh, that's so great. We are doing it. It's right Fuck. on the All Things Comedy. Is this All Things Comedy? Yeah, we're the, all, all Things, things Comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Things Comedy right here on this network. All Things Comedy is my, my, my brand. It's great, Something's dude. Burning, or Something's Burning is coming out next week. Um, so it's oh, probably, that was so much fucking fun. I, I don't know when we'll release this. We might release this next week. It'll be out. Uh, it, it'll, it should be up right now. So um, that, shit, that, was, that was so much fun to do. And God damn it, were we hammered. Oh, bro. I, that was a fucking blast. We made jambalaya and it is awesome. And then Ari kicked uh, Rachel in the asshole. Oh yeah! I made him take Son it out. I made him bitch. take it out. I might, I might have him put it back in now. Mm-hmm. I might have him put it back in. I, I made him take it out because I was like, I'm I'm done rewarding Ari's bad behavior. Put it back in and then show the bloody ass tampon and make it seem like that was hers from his kick in the ass. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> Frame. I gotta him. watch. I gotta watch the episode. Uh, but that was it was it was such a great fucking episode. And no, it ended. Thanks, man. It, it ended with Ari smacking a, a meal out of her hands and then she went to pick it up and he oh, kicked her in the asshole yeah and he and as soon as he did it he was like that was way too hard yeah I apologize. yeah 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 ari you maybe i'll it. take out his apology for saying it was too hard <laughs> and just show him kicking her in the asshole yeah um, and then cut to him just laughing <laughs> like, <he's> like, <laughs> looks like looks like you got what you deserve bitch <laughs> i'm sure he says that somewhere in there. i love ari so much i yeah. shit on him so much i love him so much because he is this very needed glue in comedy that he has pulled oh, yeah. new york and la together yeah in such a great fucking way and Ari's he is good people he is ver- when he he does not signal his virtues he stands by them and he just says what he means and 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 moves for i love ari i, I bust his balls so much and because I they're does- big saggy balls that he pulls out on stage oh that big dick huge dick but bigger balls do you no. notice his, his, his balls are much bigger because he because i was doing that story about the time i mean it just got released on the on his show but whenever i would do it on stage like three or four times he would just walk on he'd come out the host and his balls would be out oh and they're just these <clears throat> giant old fucking like hippopotamus balls dude he uh I, I had him i had him come out and bring me on stage for uh all things comedy festival last year and he uh, walks out on stage to bring me on stage totally fucking naked Sounds about right. Just totally naked, just comes out. If I was that, and he was in great shape because he was doing Sober October, he was just fucking a, ripped. Just a dangly and just fucking a, And your dick looks so much cock. bigger when you're skinny. Yeah. Ugh. Looks like a pious. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A twirly burn. It's, 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 he's got a corkscrew dick like a duck. He's got a cork. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, well, congratulations on the podcast. I'm glad we're doing it over Thank at you. All Things Comedy. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You're it's absolutely fantastic. amazing, dude. I could talk to you anytime. I, I literally. Anytime you come out to LA, just hit me up on this podcast. We'll do it. We can just—I could just bullshit with you forever. That's what it's about. Dude. Bullshitting forever, brother. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you.
this episode was brought to you by The Machine.